All right. Well, we're going to get everybody set up here. Speaking of volunteers, we don't have any stage hands, so if you like to wear black and move stuff, welcome to join that team. So good to see everybody. Uh, stories are powerful. Stories are powerful. And so we're going to hear some more stories. I don't know if you remember, but over the past few weeks, you saw and heard stories from these three folks throughout our campfire series. And so we want to just take some time to hear stories from normal people, because I get it. I'm not a normal person, right? Like, I'm paid to stand up here and to try and talk you into things and convince you of things and undo some things that maybe have happened in your world, right? But when we get to hear the stories of real normal people that have jobs that require them to work more than one morning a week, uh, it's always nice, right? So that's what we're here to do. So why don't we all take a minute and instead of me choosing like, well, let's go down the line and just take a few minutes and tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do in your everyday normal peacemaking life. Like where would people find you tomorrow at this time, right? Not that they should, but uh, right. And uh, maybe a little bit about your family, journey with Crossroads if you want to. But yeah, let's just take a few minutes and get to know you a little bit. Uh, my name is Autumn Patterson, and um, let's see, I've been going to Crossroads for uh, 15 years, I think that's right. Um, and let's see, so in my normal everyday life, I am a VP of uh, software engineering for a company in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And um, so <laughs> where you'll find me tomorrow is at home, because <laughs> I work <laughs> remote most of the time. Um, and so yeah, I have 10 kids. Uh, most of them are adults, uh, and uh, got a couple still at home, just moved to Johnstown, which I'll probably talk about in a little bit, because I know what the next question is that's coming up. And <laughs> what? We don't plan any of this. <laughs> I know what the questions are. I didn't plan the answers. Uh, so I could be a normal person. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thanks, Autumn. Um, hi, my name is Jordan Pryor. I've been attending Crossroads for probably about two-ish years now. Um, I moved here from Texas. Um, I am married to a fiery little redhead, um, and she's absolutely brilliant, love her to death. We have two dogs. Um, I do marketing for a construction company, um, and so you will catch me in Fort Collins tomorrow at my office, because I don't always get to work remote. Very good, very good. Thank you. Uh, good morning. My name is Jessica Lamb, and I make breakfast for these guys' meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I work in a bakery. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard work. I work in a bakery for a local grocery store chain, and tomorrow, about this time, I'll probably be on lunch. But um, I do have a wonderfully awesome partner in life, Ryan, and we have four children, Jonathan, Gavin, Serenity, and Christopher, and three grandchildren who are Paisley, Ryder, and Matthew, who you guys have seen here when he was dedicated. Awesome. That's right. I love it. Well, thank you all for being here. Uh, it is tricky and sometimes scary to get up and share with all these people, but we're glad they're here, right? Yes. Okay. Good. So see, they're raving fans. They're raving fans of you. Nothing to be worried about. So let's, let's ease into the conversation. Let's talk about summer first, all right? So summer's uh, great around here. Um, maybe tell us a little bit of a highlight of your summer. How's your summer been? Anything highs and lows? We'll start down with Jessica, and we'll maybe work our way around, or if you 
share the same summer memory, you can jump in together. But like, how's the summer been? Maybe share a highlight of the summer for you. Oh, definitely. Uh, spending time with the grandbabies. And as you guys probably know, grandkids love water. And that's just been one of the highlights for me is, uh, is interesting watching Matthew swim for the first time. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I'm horrible. <laughs> So swimming with the grandkids, you know, doing things with family, definitely a high. One of my lows is I was very sick this summer, so I actually got to spend my entire month of July dying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. I'm good. Good. Very good. Well, we're glad you're here. Wonderful. Jordan, how about you? Highs from the summer. Um, so I absolutely love the summers in Colorado. I don't know if you guys keep up with the weather in Dallas. Probably not, but it's been... It's been between 105 and 107 for the past two months, so I'm very thankful to be here. Um, and my wife uh, and I always do a summer bucket list, and so as of next week, we will cross off our final item, which is going to a Rockies game. Very good. Um, and I guess the highlight of the summer, we did um, celebrate our anniversary in Italy, which was incredible. Nice. Very good. Well, that's wonderful. Sounds like a good summer. Autumn, how about you? Yeah, well, the positive thing is I ended my summer in Boston uh, to uh, do some things for work, which is very successful. It's great to be out there. I love being in Boston. Um, and then um, probably the low would be just, <laughs> sorry if you live in Johnstown, it's moving to Johnstown. <laughs> 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 which, I mean, I love, actually, I love being there and I love being with my kids and all that, and it's great. Um, moved from Denver and uh, moved from a place of security into just kind of this, this new yeah. space, and it's just, had kind of a chaotic summer and a chaotic year, and so it was kind of the punctuation, if you will, of just yeah. more chaos. Well, that's <laughs> just layered on more chaos. Yeah, know, and that so. brings up a great question. Like a lot of times, when when we participate in a panel like this, or we stand sit on a stage, like we're presented as if there's no struggles in our lives, there's no problems, there's no issues, and so like even the question, like, hey, what was great about this summer? And then it's like everybody gets the Facebook highlight or the Instagram highlight or the whatever. Sorry social media highlight it is that the young kids are doing these days. Um, but like, let's talk about that. Like we had communion together and communion is interesting. One, a philosopher that I follow, he says that communities gather around shared ideas. They gather around a vision. They might gather around a shared purpose, but uh, communions gather around a shared loss. And there's something about the Christian faith that is a gathering of a loss. Like we gather to remember the loss of an idea of God, right? We gather to uh, kind of celebrate and honor the lack that we all feel, like the cry of Jesus on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That that is a part of life, right? And so I hear a little bit of the summer had that for you all. And maybe speak to that a little bit in your journey. And how did like your faith, faith community, spirituality, like how did that play a part as you experienced what we might call lack or loss or um, the, the, the normal way of talking about it would be the lows of the summer? Like, Yeah, and I love communion because it's a place for me to bring all those burdens and just kind of remember that Christ is with me and in me. And so um, it's just a really like physical reminder of that for me. It's just really good. And, and that's just one example of, I think, how... Um, being in a faith community like Crossroads is really powerful for me because um, the, the people here are just so loving and um, welcoming and inviting for me and, and um, people that I know. And there's just something about being held 
through a season um, like what I've been through. Mm. And uh, it's been really tough. And one of the things, one of the things that's been grounding and centering for me is to be here with all of you and um, to worship with you and to connect with you. And so it's been, that's been part of what makes Crossroads powerful for me. And I guess the teaching too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you say that one more? No, I'm just <laughs> Jordan, how about you? You're going to you? pay me later. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the check's in the mail. <laughs> um, for me, especially being far away from home, uh, I've really been leaning on Crossroads. Um, it's just mm. kind of been my, Sundays are kind of like my sanctuary days where, you know, I, I feel almost like I'm at home whenever I'm here. Mm. Uh, I know we had talked about it actually whenever we were doing Mike tests earlier, but my old church in Texas was called Cross Timbers, and they also had the circular orange logo, so like, I just always feel like walking into this building, like it feels like I'm, I'm back home for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've, I've missed out on uh, a lot of stuff with like my nephew getting older and a lot of his milestones, and like we've had family members that have had um, different procedures and stuff that, you know, it, you feel so helpless being here and not being able to help and not being able to go home, you know, any waking moment to be able to help folks out. And so um, I, I have sought a lot of community here with mm. everyone, and it has really helped me through uh, some of those lows for sure. Yeah. Jessica, you talked about being really sick in July. Like, unpack that. Yeah. Like, what happened, and how, how did you walk through that? So I ended up getting the flu, which when I talked to my doctors, they were like, oh, my God, that's, like, rare. You know, I... It went from the flu to one thing to another to another, and just my body was just exhausted. But I can say that the one thing that I did have was the church. Uh, Crossroads has always been like a respite for me, mm. you know. And Ryan even says, "I don't, you don't have to believe him or not, but I'm nicer, I guess, after I come <laughs> to church." <laughs> I think he's lying. <laughs> So just having everybody call me and check on me, like, hey, do you need mm. anything? You know, I actually appreciated Jimmy's emails. You know, hey, yeah. how can we pray for you? Is there anything I can do for you? It really makes you feel, like, loved, mm. you know, because That's great. I didn't have not one person from my, like, work call me and were like, hey, like, you've kind of been gone for, like, a long time. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you still okay? Like, nobody, nobody from the oh, family, you know, like, obviously my immediate family were like, just stay away for a while because I know you're sick, but... Yeah. Just stay away <laughs> for a while. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> we'll throw some practice and soup on your, oh on your doorstep. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and, and, and I would say it's kind of fascinating to hear what you all are talking about because I know both of you, all three of you have made kind of intentional choices around connectivity yourselves, right? Like that, that kind of idea of what we might call Christian community or care for one another, it doesn't like happen from an institution. It really does happen in relationship. And so that's really interesting. And one of the things that all three of you did this summer was to participate in the campfire stories. Like a, this big brave step of saying, yes, you got this phone call from somebody that said, hey, you know, somebody recommended talking to you about this idea, this topic that we're exploring through our biblical campfire story, and then you kind of shared your own campfire story. So Autumn, I know you shared about othering and this experience of bullying and just like the pain of that in your life. And Jordan, you talked about spiritual vitality and what that looked like in some of the experiences you had in your heart and life growing up. And Jess, you kind of talked about poverty and the intersection of poverty in your world and your heart for food and how do you, how can you leverage gifts and talents to feed people and um, so maybe let's talk a little bit about your story that you shared. Um, 
my question is, why did you say yes? Right? Like, I mean, because it's easy to say no. I mean, we, we don't pay that much to make those videos, you know. Wait, you guys um, got paid. <laughs> um, but you said... Not yet. <laughs> Secrets. Sorry. Um, you said yes. You took time out of your schedule to come here to film, things like that. So, and, and what was the hope? Like, what was the hope for your own heart in sharing your story? And maybe the hope for others that might be watching that story. Maybe... Yeah, um, you know, being bullied um, to the point of death threats and that sort of thing, um, can be, <laughs> it's really hard for me to share about that, um, but, but, you know, it can be really isolating. Um, you can feel really um, like you're the only one going through that. Um, and one of the things we value here is, um, you know, supporting the other and not being afraid of the other anymore and, and just eradicating that. And so I felt like my story is important to share, like, one of the motivations I think behind that is, you know, the experience that I've had is not unique to me, um, and it's it's something that people in the LGBT community experience a lot. And so, um, just to bring that to the forefront and what that was really like and how that affected me and my world, mm. um, I think was just important to share so that people could have insight into that. Um, and and then just the seeing the pain, but also seeing the hope, um, seeing the hope that Christ brings, seeing the hope that community brings. And so a place like this is just really powerful when there's acceptance. And so I mm -hmm. thought it was, I thought it was really just powerful to, to share that. And um, even though it was really hard, I don't know why I said yes. No, no, yeah. I said yes. That's why I said yes, but it was hard. Um, so yeah. yeah, thanks for letting me yeah, thank share you. my story. Jordan, you talked about like spiritual vitality mm -hmm. and spiritual habits, and a lot of times in church world that can be like this wonderful motivation for people. But sometimes, if you're like me, growing up, like they always talk about like praying every day or journal, like journaling. Don't get me started on journaling. Like, oh my gosh, I was like, <laughs> felt like I was the worst follower of Jesus ever. I have like 25 journals all with one line in it. You know, it's like maybe the answer is a new journal that smells good and all. Then I'll do it, right? But but you really kind of shared some of those own experiences. So talk, unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So you know, growing up, especially you know, being Southern Baptist, like there was a there's a right way to pray, there's a right way to worship, there's a, just a right way to go about your faith, so to speak. Um, and for me, some of it just didn't work. And so I said yes because I want to encourage people that faith looks different for everyone. Um, and how you praise God and connect with God looks different for everyone. Um, and so I, I'm hoping that at least through my story, uh, a little bit people understand that, you know, our connection with God and with Jesus is what we make of it. Mm. Um, and there isn't, there isn't a right way to pray. There isn't a right way to worship. There is just you and your connection with God. Mm. That's fascinating. And so what is in your life, mm -hmm. like, how does that look practically? Like, what are some ways in which you find yourself connecting with God? Yeah, so uh, I, like I mentioned in the campfire stories, you know, I kind of have my, you know, all day prayer that I do pretty much where I don't say amen, uh, like formally until the end of the day. Um, I try to give myself some sort of a quiet time at some point or another. Uh, normally it's during my lunch break. I'll shut my door uh, in my office and will tell people, do not bug me for the next 45 minutes. Um, or if it's over the weekend, um, I normally will be out in nature um, just to kind of take time you know, away from the hectic, uh, hecticness of life um, and just be by myself, uh, be in a calm space, be able to breathe, be able to hear my own thoughts. 
um, and just be able to uh, connect with God however I can that way. Um, so that's probably the, the biggest one that I do that I'm probably the most intentional about. Yeah. And I love that word intention, right? And that seems to me what is the consistent thing. When I find folks that are leaning into their spiritual health, leaning into spiritual vitality, there's just an intentionality to mm -hmm. it. Whatever it might look like, the, the, it starts with intentionality, and then often the fruit is, is very similar. Fruit, right? Love, right. joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. I've read that somewhere. And that feels like the fruit of healthy spiritual habits in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. Jessica, you, I mean, you talked in your story kind of about, a, a, I mean, poverty is a a big subject, a big idea, your own experience. Like, t share a little bit about your intersection with poverty and how that has shaped maybe the way you think about how you live your life now. So, you know, when you're little and you watch The Grinch Who Stole Christmas and they, it shows in that scene where when he steals everything from them and then they're all sitting around the table at the end and they share this and they share that and they share this. I kind of feel like that's how my upbringing was. My mom and dad always made sure to include everybody when growing up. I mean, I couldn't imagine thinking about a family not having food to feed a child. Mm. That is. But you had, there were, yeah. you had a lot of folks in your life though that that was absolutely, their story. Absolutely, absolutely. My mom and dad made sure that we never ate in front of anybody unless everybody in that room had something to eat too. That was a rule my mom and dad had. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody needed their clothes washed, you come over and it wasn't even like, oh my gosh, you need your clothes washed. It was like, hey, here's a clean t-shirt, you know, and then mm -hmm. they take that shirt and then wash it and give it back, clean yeah. shirt, you know. You want to take a shower? Hey, it wasn't like, hey, oh my God, you're dirty going, hey, why don't you go and relax in the shower? You know, when you, when you live on a line and it's almost, and that's how it was back when we were growing up, a poverty line in the, in Larimer County, right off of Trilby, you know, that was like this side of the people go to the school still, but those pe people go to the school, school still, you know, but like these ones are a little bit different, you know, you just, mm. it was like about inclusivity as well. So you, just like I said, thinking about that story of the Grinch who stole Christmas, you yeah. know, everybody was equal growing up. My yeah. mom and dad really instilled a lot of values in us. Yeah, so you, you, you kind of had this heart for, and this vision to see in people's lives maybe lack where there aren't resources from your growing up. And then the Partners in Hope Gala came up, Absolutely. which is kind of raising money and awareness around mm -hmm. poverty and, and all of our unacceptables. And you use some of your own gifts and talents with food. Like, to unpack that a little bit. Share a little bit about that. Well, when I was asked to do the gala, at first I was like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to feed that many people? <laughs> <laughs> you think about the fish and loaves story, you know, you're like, yeah. oh. And then Dennis calls you and says, oh, I want you to make this many for each person. And then it's like, never mind, I need you to double it. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. I got this. I can do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I immediately said yes, of course, because I knew that it was going for a cause that was going to benefit something that I was passionate about. Yeah. You know, giving to others, making sure other people have what they need, no matter what it is. Just when you think about things and giving to people, you don't think about what they're going to use the money for. It's just the thought of knowing that you're doing it in itself yeah. and having that as your stepping stone. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do next? Fantastic. Yeah. So let's jump from like our stories 
right, to the big story, right? So we, we looked at some campfire stories from our scriptures that kind of point us towards the bigger narrative of the world. And um, I mentioned them a little earlier, but we talked about like the cost of following Jesus, right? Which we can expand that out to like, what is the cost of following love? Like, what is the cost of living a life towards love, right? We talked about the transfiguration, this kind of strange story, the calling of the first disciples. Um, we shared about the triumphant entry. We talked about music and singing. And Jimmy talked about the road to Emmaus and being present with people in their pain and in their hurt. Um, the sending out of the 72, this beautiful message from Pastor John Smith about the kingdom of God right here, right now on earth as it is in heaven, that beautiful metaphor, the bread of life. And then last week, Aisha bringing the heat with the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues and all that craziness um, and challenging us to really, I think, see this as this is the way our tradition talks about how we can experience God in our everyday life, right? This, this new experience that I think was a huge part of what Jesus was saying was, gosh, you guys have got it all wrong. Like, you don't have to go to the temple. Like, God's present with us always. Um, so as, we, as you think about that series, did any one of those stories resonate, challenge you, encourage you as you think about the ones you were able to hear or participate in? And, and anybody can start with this question. Like any of those topics, those stories kind of speak to your heart in a unique way. I've been sandwiched in the middle. I can go first. Okay. <laughs> um, the, uh, the sermon that you did about music and spirituality uh, really resonated with me. Again, it was one of those that, you know, I, I love to sing. Part of my self-care routine is, you know, on the way to work, I will jam out to whatever. I have a very wide a range of music. <laughs> it can go from Alan Jackson to NSYNC to Dr. Dre, like that. Right on. And uh, so, you know. You're like a Spotify algorithm nightmare. They're oh, like trying yeah. to make your radio station like, what do we do with this person? We get Apple Music hates me, I'm telling you. <laughs> but, um, but it, you know, hearing you actually like articulate that, you know, being able to sing and just being able to, there is a certain level of joy that comes from it. Um, and I've never been able to put that into words, but that really resonated with me. And I think it also mm. kind of works in with my campfire story too, of, you know, find what works for you. And yeah. for me, singing to the top of my lungs when no one can hear me, it, it really works <laughs> for me, you know? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, that was one of my favorites too. And I think just getting out there and just, just realizing that us as a community, we can just, you know, let our hair down a little bit if you have hair to let down. Um, <laughs> you know. I feel like that comment was directed at me. I'm just, I'm just assailing you today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but um, just to be able to let down your hair a little bit and just really worship and really enter into that and, and just being reminded that that's part of why we gather is important. Um, the, the sending of the 72 also really challenged me to just be reminded that you know, when we are sent from here, we're being sent out into the world as well to bring the kingdom here, you know, um, and uh, a lot of times we, f we forget that. And, and there's just a lot of messages in our subculture as Christianity that, that tells us that we kind of have it all figured out and, you know, just, just mm -hmm. all kinds of things that aren't kingdom-centered here and now. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was just a really powerful message to kind of snap me back into thinking about how I impact people and how, um, how I bring blessing into their lives and that sort of thing. So it was, yeah, that was really powerful. Awesome. I think, so I had a couple actually, but that the road to Emmaus really resonated with me after the loss of my niece. Mm. Uh, it's been almost about a year now. And yeah. 
So that one really touched me in a way that, you know, grief never, mm. nobody ever knows how to deal with that. What do you do with that? Yeah. You know, you put it in a suitcase and throw it in the closet. Yeah. So that, it did, it really, that one really touched me, you know, just making sure to be present, mm. right? Present and aware. But um, dancing was also, singing and dancing, I just put dancing with singing out and it's just Sure, natural. yeah. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> can you imagine dancing to your like your playlist? As random as that is. I mean, I can. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, those two, you know. But definitely, the road to Emmaus would be my top, yeah. and then singing. I grew up singing in a Catholic church in the choir. Hey, there you go. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I love that you brought up the road to Mace because I, I think that story is so powerful. And a lot of times when we try to read it literally, we miss the like beauty of that story. Yes. Like that that is not a story about a group of people seeing Jesus on a road. I mean, that is a story that holds those elements, but it's about like when we are with people and present in their grief, when we are actually sitting at a table with them, like we, we experience Jesus, we see Jesus Definitely. in them. I mean, it's so powerful. So I'm glad that that one kind of spoke to you. So as we kind of wrap up our conversation here, think about the fall that we're headed into, the winter. How could these folks that are you know, engaging in prayer and mindfulness, um, how could we be mindful and present and prayerful with you all um, with what's headed in your life? Like what's coming up? What should we know about? What can we be praying for you uh, in the next couple of weeks, months. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned all the chaos that's kind of going on, and that's starting to unwind, thankfully, and it feels really good. Um, God helped me and sustained me through that, but there's more to come. Uh, it's not quite, I'm not quite there yet, so yeah, you know, uh, definitely having your prayers as I just kind of enter into a new season um, in a new place and new people that I don't know as neighbors and just you know, just kind of feeling like I'm restarting all over again. So yeah, good. for sure. Jordan? Yeah. Um, two things come to mind. Number one, um, during winter, I'm so not a winter person. Um, I have really bad seasonal depression. Mm. Um, and as the days get shorter, things do get harder for me during that uh, time of year. So um, if you guys could just pray for peace of mind during that time. Um, also, I am in the midst of my... Um, uh, master's thesis and it is stressing me out and I want to throw my laptop against a wall so please pray for my sanity as well yeah for sure tea and bath bombs tea and bath bombs that sounds great <laughs> um, I don't know I just really ask that everybody just kind of pray for uh, Obviously, the loss of my niece, mm -hmm. surrounded by grief, walking that road with my family. Uh, next month is going to be really rough. Yeah. But leading up to that, you know, I just see a lot of that stress in family. Yeah. Yeah. And just my health, obviously. Yeah. Definitely Continue. health and relationships. You know, we can always pray for relationships for all yeah. of us. So, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, speaking of prayer, let's pray together as we kind of wrap up our conversation. Will you join me? Uh, God, we're grateful to hear stories. Uh, we're grateful that, that your grace and love, that grace and love is carried in stories, that they challenge us, they shape us. And 
Thank you for the courage of those that have uh, come and, and participated today. And we do, we do ask that you'd be with them as you'd be with all of us as we walk through the next few months as, as a community of faith, as individuals, that you'd be present with us, and that you'd cause our hearts to be mindful of one another, that you would um, stir in us and, and reveal to us pathways in which we can encounter each other beyond this kind of hour and 15 minutes that we're together on a weekly basis that we might really experience the joy of knowing that there are those in our lives that are supporting us, caring for us, being your hands and feet um, for us. And so we're grateful today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Give our panelists a great big hand. Thank you very much for that. While they, uh, while they exit the stage, do me a favor, pull out that Connect card pull out your offering envelope. In just a moment, we're going to come around and receive those. I've got a couple of real quick announcements for you as we head out of here. Uh, first of all, please remember next week, next week is our end of summer bash. And so we're throwing a big uh, neighborhood block party for our homes in the neighborhood, for our friends uh, and for us. And so come out, enjoy that. 10 a.m. We're going to have a short in service next week. And then we're going to go out and inflate the water slides and Get in, and get ready for, for just a, hopefully a great party together to just celebrate. One of our values here is fun. We want to have fun. And so this will be a great time. I posted in our neighborhood community group the invitation. So if you have a neighborhood community group, we invite your neighborhood out, especially if you're close by. It's going to be a great, uh, great time next Sunday. It's not too late to volunteer for that. If you'd like to uh, help out with a game or an inflatable or whatever it might be, just check the box on the back of your Connect card. Uh, another thing I don't want you to forget is in two weeks, so Labor Day weekend is our online only experience. And so I actually sat down last week. Was it this week? It was last week. I sat down with uh, Professor Brian Dick over at CSU, who is a vocational psychologist. And we talked about meaningful work and we talked about how our faith intersects that and what that looks like and what are barriers to meaningful work and what are some ways in which we can experience meaning and create meaning in our work. And so that's a wonderful conversation that's going to be part of our online only experience. So watch for that. It'll be broadcast out throughout the weekend and enjoy the weekend with your family and friends. And don't forget that you can uh, still make your donations online, super easy. And if you want to come to the building, our council, a couple of our council members are hosting a watch party in 207. And so if gathering in this space is just something that you feel you, I got to be here for that. It's just an important part. So there'll be a space up, but if you'll RSVP, that'd be wonderful. So they know, and it's just going to be a real simple time where you can watch that gathering together. And I think they'll have some uh, kind of breakfast refreshments there, but do check the box to help them know. All right. Um, on the back of that connect card, anything else you need, let us know. I'm going to invite our room hosts to come forward and they're going to collect those baskets and uh, pass the baskets down the rows, all that good stuff as we head out this morning. Now, uh, as you uh, make your donations, fill out that connect card as they receive them. One last thing, immediately following uh, this service, so here in just a minute, uh, we're going to have our volunteer rally. And so if you have volunteered over this past year, if you are looking forward to volunteering, uh, we would love for everybody to come on out. We've got a good crew of folks that have signed up, be here. We've got some great food. You're welcome to come and hear about volunteering. That's why all the tables are out. So if you've got kiddos in the programs, just make sure you grab your kids. They're all welcome. We've got some fun, creative, busy bags for them too. So uh, be probably a little, about an hour, hour and a half will be together. By the time we sit down, it'll be about an hour. So it'll be fun. Uh, you're welcome to come and participate in that. All right. So do me a favor, stand up, stand up, stand up. We're going to head out of here today. 
Take a nice deep breath. We have a blessing this morning as we kind of launch into our fall and head out. So if you want to close your eyes, lift your arms, receive the blessing. May God bless you and keep you. May love encourage you this week. May you find your story in the stories that you heard today. And in your story, may you find all the joys and the sorrows. May you find the strengths and the weaknesses. May you find the times and seasons of hope and hopelessness. And may you know that God is present in all of them. And I pray that each of you would experience the joy of community, the joy of being together. I pray that you would find those in your life that you can share your life with, whether it be through this community of faith or through other relationships that you have, and that you might experience the hope that's found in caring for and loving one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have an awesome week, everyone, and we'll be back in here for our volunteer rally in just a few minutes.